through exploring my voice while at the same time uh, getting deeper into spirituality, specifically a course I took in Kundalini Yoga, um, opened my eyes and I had a lot more deeper realizations at that point. And then worlds colliding. So it sounds like you just did shrooms in Joshua Tree once and, <laughs> and, and rethought your whole life. No, I'm kidding. More like I wish I did this year. I wonder how maybe I'd be like making six <gasps> figures already if I had done shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> done shrooms six Could have really brought ago. you to the next level. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Sippin' Cosmos. I'm Ashley, your resident spiritual nerd. I'm Lane. You're a skeptic. And I'm Sarah, and I am somewhere in between. Today's a good day because we have Kaki Martin here as our Ooh. special guest. Yeah. We're so excited. Very special guest. Thank you for being here. Hi, fam. I'm so happy to be here. Sipping Cosmos. Sipping Cosmos every day, but now, now with friends. <laughs> today especially. Love it. Yes. And you guys match today. I love it. I you got the royal brute. Blue memo. We coordinated mentally. We're just on the same level. Like we're gray, kind of. Yeah, gray. We're on the same energy level. Exactly. There is kind of a chromatic situation going on here. It is nice. I don't hate it. Nor I. I also don't hate you. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> and I want that to be known. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's just make sure Kaki knows that Ashley doesn't hate her. Yeah. <laughs> I feel loved, held, seen. Thank you. Good. Okay. So let's get into it. What is your title? Your title, like, what would you describe yourself as? Like, you're kind of on like a spiritual journey. Is that was that what you would call it? A spiritual journey? Yeah, I would say a spiritual journey has led me to where I am now. And if I sum it up in one word, well, two words: harmonic healer. Interesting. Okay, let's break that down. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, by healing, what do you mean? Like energy healing? Yeah, it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, it's almost easier to say healer just because it's a word people resonate with. It makes sense to them. But I have, I would say, four buckets. That would be breath work, Reiki, which is energy healing, sound healing, and then vocal empowerment, a.k.a. my special brand of sound healing, which is essentially singing for joy. I love that. Because that, yeah, that's what I think of you as you're a singer you're a beautiful opera singer right yes well opera was really my bread and butter as a youth <laughs> if you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but chorale <laughs> concert chorale that's concert what it was chorale. called at our school i remember that concert chorale yeah like with the chorus <laughs> why like, don't i remember that i don't know <laughs> maybe you didn't do it you weren't a nerd like me in concert oh you crowd. weren't a choir girl oh i was in choraliers <laughs> oh, oh that's it then it's yeah. choraliers yeah. choraliers that that's even more like lame glee I don't, like glee <laughs> mine was chamber singers equally love it yeah. love it mm. i think ours was just called chorus <laughs> ew <laughs> wow <laughs> no creativity at lane school i have nothing to say to you just very minimal so we started with singing you studied it in school yeah a bit well i was always kind of a choir girl growing up um, and then I went to school I went to college in New Orleans with Lane and while I was there I still studied music I um, studied classical music first so that was a lot of you know German Middle English etc and Italian uh, and I studied jazz there too but actually when I pursued singing jazz music 
that's really where I lost my confidence. I had been trained as a classical singer. I never really learned how to use a different part of my voice. And so when I was put in a situation where I was learning a new style, which is all about like freedom and expression and improvisation, I really was like a deer in headlights. And that and going abroad and just timing and peer pressure and trying to fit in, um, all of these things kind of chipped away at me where um, I became a people pleaser to a really high degree and really let singing go at that point. And so this past year, I've rediscovered my voice, very literally my singing voice. And that journey, um, with the blessing of the time of the pandemic, uh, I was able to understand that my purpose on this earth is to be a guide and heal in a lot of ways with the voice. But my, me discovering my authentic voice is my personal journey, and I know I'm here to pay it forward. How did you like embark on this journey? Well, it's well, it's a very common tale of I fucking hate my job. <laughs> so I, what is the meaning of life? What's the meaning of life? <laughs> I hate my job. I was in the entertainment industry. Why I moved out to LA. I was a coordinator. I, it was eating away at my soul to do, a menial work for someone else in an industry I wasn't passionate about. I studied journalism. I was like, journalism isn't fun. I want to do entertainment. And then when I'm still not happy, I was getting sick. My body was getting sick. I was emotionally sick. I just didn't feel like myself. Um, and I really woke up one day and I was like, I'm going to make a change in my life. And that change is going to be I'm going to follow my heart and listen to my gut. So I got really quiet. I listened to my gut and I'm like weeping or had a bad day at work. Something, you know, I was triggered to go there. And I was, I asked myself, what makes me truly, truly happy? I'm fueled by joy. I'm fueled by happiness. What makes me happy? And the answer was singing and making other people happy. And it was simple. And I took it and I ran with it. I left my job. Um, so I've been unemployed for 2020 where I really found myself. And it started out as I will do anything I can so I can sing every day for the rest of my life. And I don't care what that is. I don't care if I don't get really rich. I just want to sing every day. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be an event singer. I'm going to be a wedding singer. So then I... Right. I remember that. Right. That was a phase. I'm going to be a, a opera singer. It was just anything to sing. I just want to sing. And then through music, through the piano, through exploring my voice, while at the same time uh, getting deeper into spirituality, specifically a course I took in Kundalini Yoga, um, opened my eyes and I had a lot more deeper realizations at that point. And then ugh, worlds colliding. So it sounds like you just did shrooms in Joshua Tree once <laughs> and, and, and rethought your whole life. No, I'm kidding. More like I wish I did this year. I wonder how maybe I'd be like making six <gasps> figures already if I had done shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> done shrooms six Could have really ago. brought you to the next level. Exactly. I love that. that you talk about like music ha being a spiritual experience too. Yeah, for sure. I mean... I'm my happiest when I do music. I get lost and I go into the zone. Yeah. And I enter another level of spirituality for sure. Um, but for me, sometimes I get trapped when I'm doing music too and it becomes stressful because I'm trying to make things so perfect that I forget how fun it's supposed to be. Yeah. So that's something that I'm trying to get better at is just really working on the joyfulness of the music and not getting too worked up about it. 
for me, music is my entire life. Yeah. And you're not alone in the sense that the flip, the, you know, the script can flip. Um, it becomes something that haunts you sometimes in the quest for perfection. And that's really what's set me free on the path that I'm on now as a harmonic healer. It's, wow, I get to help people sing to express, not to impress. And that's just the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Singing for the sheer joy of hearing it vibrate in your body, just to make your own noise and bask in your own sound currents and being able to share that with others in a way that's tangible, that brings communities together, like, ah, hallelujah. <laughs> that kind of sounds like the you're on a certain vibrational field, right? Like, I don't know, you're like the vibration of, of music and it's like it builds you up into a higher I think it vibration shows for khaki it sounds like feeling personal joy and just mm. spreading it through her voice it's like i don't think it's about achieving a certain level it's more uh feeling personally amazing in what you're doing and trying to spread that same feeling to other people through what you're doing when you work with your clients, are they singing as well or just you? They are absolutely singing. Um, in one-on-one -on -one sessions, it's definitely all about the client or, you know, the person I'm guiding. And we sing together a lot of the time, but it's really an exploration of the voice. And when I lead group events, which are essentially like all on Zoom right now, uh, everyone's on mute and I'm kind of sing-along leader. I'm off mute. I'm singing. But the goal, the purpose is everyone should be singing in their own safe space just to understand and get that feeling. And why are they muted so that they don't hear each other? Or is it like makes them feel more safe? It makes them feel more safe. Yeah. Also, uh, technology on Zoom has not come to a place where you can really have a, you know, a choir perform at the same <laughs> time. True. That would be really noisy. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's that. But it really works out well that way. It's a personal experience. Like I lead these things and my eyes are closed 95% of the time. I peek my eyes open. Everyone who's doing it with me, their eyes are closed. It's a deeply personal journey. Um, and that's what I wanted to, I want to have everyone sing. I want people to, you know, before they go to bed at night, like close their eyes and sing themselves So during a song. these sessions, are you freely singing? Or are you singing to a tune? Is there a particular song that you're creating? Or is it just sing whatever your heart desires? Well, I've, my signature sound healing thing at the moment is these melody meditations, which I compose, and they're incredibly simple. It's simple melody over a simple chord, and you repeat it over and over again to get yourself into a trance-like state. And so I kind of lead these simple, simple melodies, and with the invitation that if you sing along with this, yes, but also be free. You can harmonize if you're an experienced singer. You can listen some parts, come in at other parts. You can scream. You can cry. It's just about expression, but there is this baseline, this drone, if you will, of simple chords, simple melody that's carrying you throughout. And then I incorporate rhythm and humming for all of these, you know, scientific reasons. But yeah, it's good stuff. What that are those scientific so cool. reasons? Oh, well, if you don't mind, I could go into this for Mr. Science. Here would like to know. Yeah, yeah I'm actually <laughs> interested. There's so oh, there's so much, but what you were saying before, actually, it's like, oh, are you singing to like raise people's frequencies? Honestly, kind of, because sound is the most physical, tangible example of energy that we have. Like sound is a physical experience, oh, and it's a lot more easier. It's a lot easier to. 
comprehend and wrap your head around sound waves before going to like the quantum field and, you know, Reiki healing, for mm-hmm. example. Right. Like understanding it as sound waves, frequencies sound measured is tangible. in hertz. Exactly. Sound is tangible. Yeah. You know, most people can hear it. And yeah, like that. And yeah, you can certainly feel that. Like that experiment could, with the water. You can feel changes exactly. in sound. Yeah, the, the water experiment's a great point. I think we talked about that. With the music, episode, right? Yeah. yeah. With the heavy metal versus like the yeah. really yeah. melodic music. The one thing I always think of is like, my dog could be, you know, in the back of our house, laying on the floor, not looking out the front window, and there will be a dog walking past our house and all of a sudden he gets up and starts barking. He knows that that dog is there. And I'm like, what is it in the air? There's some wavelength that he's on. That he's sensing. Yeah, that he senses that a dog is there. He can't Who does? see my dog. Dogs have really heightened senses. Oh yeah, dogs can hear. He's not like looking out the window, but he knows that a dog is there and he gets up and away. starts barking. So it's like, what is that vibration or wavelength that like- They can sense. They just have yeah. supersonic hearing. Well, actually, I think in this case, it's probably the nose. You can probably smell the dog coming. Their senses, their senses are pretty insane. Dogs, yeah. So they can they can sense when things are that that they can sense things that we just can't. But they respond to other frequencies, like those really high pitched like mm-hmm. whistles, like that the are animals for are dogs. also good at like interesting. At we all have different... predicting earthquakes and natural disasters. They're dogs. Yeah. They're in tune with yeah the energy and how it's shifting. In a way, much more than humans you can, can. You'll see like a dog humans. go crazy like ten minutes before an earthquake. Can't even mm-hmm. us yeah. humans at different ages can't hear certain frequencies. I heard that like if you're over the age of, I forget the, I think it was like fifty, you can't hear certain frequencies that younger people can hear. Hmm. I believe it. We'll fact check that, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I do know that there's a tone. Humans are limited in what frequencies we can hear, and it's um. I believe we humans can comprehend sound from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. So everything between though that frequency range, we can comprehend at different levels. Low frequency would be like a water drum. And then, you know, high frequency. <laughs> or, you know, like you're hitting a triangle. Those are high frequencies. And music is just the incredible, the play, the variance, the ebb and flow of playing between all of these different frequencies. And, and somehow that sounds really good to us. Sometimes, like, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. There's plenty of shitty music out there. But also Not good is, twisted. Yeah, good is subjective. It's just, it's fascinating. It really is, um, sound is fascinating. It I is am, subjective. Yeah. Now you mentioned kundalini yoga. Can you explain like what that is for for us? Like what is kundalini and what makes it different from other forms of yoga and how did that like inspire you to go into this? Okay. Well, um I honestly I found a course on Instagram and I was like, yeah, I want to try this. It was a um accountability group, 30 days with meditations every morning that were led as in a live stream and I was like I need a meditation practice let's go so kundalini yoga is a branch of yoga that's the yoga of awareness and it's much more rooted in um breath work and chanting as opposed to um contorting the body in like a vinyasa flow I am no kundalini yoga expert I literally took a couple courses and I really like some of the things um but it's also a little problematic right now because the like Father of Kundalini in the U.S. has some sexual assault allegations. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah. I thought that was Bikram. 
Him that too. was a few years ago. <laughs> that was a few years ago. Oh no. All the yogis are just falling apart. Yoga isn't safe. Yeah. I love Basically, yoga. Basically anyone who started anyone any business or practice, like you you just can't it's just it's just all bad. But you know what? He could be a bad person, but what if what he's teaching is positive, then we can, it's like separating the artist from the art, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think might as well benefit from other people uh, can teach it and then he can just go away. Yeah. I would say that I try not to quote him as much as I w- probably once yeah, would, but what sense. he's teaching is rooted in ancient, you know, lineage, yeah, ancient traditions, and he kind of took it and introduced it to the West. Um, so it is a yoga of okay. awareness. Um, it incorporates chanting, and really, that's what that's what flipped the switch in my head. It was wow, people are chanting and using their voices to meditate. How come I didn't discover this sooner and I need to do this with singing? Yeah. That's awesome. What is breath work? <laughs> Loaded <Teach us>. question. Because <laughs> yeah. I hear all these people all the time being like, oh, like, like uh, it's been coming up. Like people are doing breath work. So how do you approach learning. a breath work session? Okay. Yeah. Well, there's many, many, many different kinds of breath work. Have you done breath work? I've heard it's really I, beneficial. I might I have done breath work in acting class once. <laughs> I don't think that's the same in kind college. Of work. <laughs> I just I think I know what acting class you're talking about. You know, like a you know. Carl, <laughs> you did. You know Carl Walker? Yeah. You remember him? I think I do remember Yeah, Carl he Walker. passed away unfortunately, but oh, his acting class was incredible and I think we did breath work. He was woke doing breath he was work super right now. Woke. Yeah. <laughs> he was super woke. <laughs> doing it all damn day. Doing <laughs> my breath work but all damn. I'm say, living. I'm say, breathing. Say, I'm breath working. Say we're doing a breath work session guide me through how we're going to do this. Okay. So the specific style of breath work that I'm certified to teach is called uh, conscious connected breathing or conscious circular breathing. It depends. And it's rooted in a type of breath work called holotropic breath work, which was created by this uh, Dr. Groff and his wife. And he basically was a scientist that studied the effects of LSD until LSD became banned. And then he was like, well, what am I going to study now? So then he figured out that by using the breath, you can alter your states of consciousness in a way that's really trippy, where you have an out-of-body experience, and it kind of mimics an LSD experience. Holotropic breath work is, you know, um, very specific And that's why what I do is like an offset of it. But it's not exactly that. That takes like seven to eight hours. You end up having like art involved where you make a mandala. It's a big thing. So for three-part breath work, you breathe in through the belly, breathe in through the chest, and let it out. And you do that over and over and over again. And so what's happening when you breathe in this way is that you are manipulating the levels of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the body. So you are expelling more expelling more carbon dioxide, I think. It's just it's messing with the levels and um, it alkalizes your blood. So it brings more oxygen to your brain and alkalizes your Is that the purpose to well, bring more oxygen? We breathe in oxygen, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're over-breathing the oxygen and over Getting out the CO2. It's messing messing with the levels. And then that activates different uh, neural pathways in the brain, which the way I like to think of it is it allows your subconscious to come to the forefront. I love that. Wow. (laughs) It's a whole thing. And it's a a big experience. And it really works. 
I've had profound experiences. Um, a lot of people have. I've, try it. It's I've gonna heard be fun. That. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try, can I try it tonight? Like when I before I go to sleep. Do you recommend that? I recommend a guide, especially for your first Kaki, time. Kaki, I'm going to do it with you in the yeah. next couple of weeks. Let's yes. do a breathwork session. Okay. You would recommend one-on-one though, right? I'm totally. As opposed to a group? Oh. I love I love leading groups. It's okay. a collective energy. Are you it's trying amazing. to kick us out of the breathwork? No, I'm, just trying, I'm, just trying, to, I'm trying to have <laughs> the best no breathwork experience. Like, no, <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to have the best personal breathwork experience if that means that <laughs> I don't have to deal with you two knuckleheads. <laughs> Then. Hearing us breathe. Fine, I'm going to have my own <laughs> private session with Kaki as well. Okay, good. Yeah, everyone sign on up. <laughs> yeah. Let's do privates out the wazoo. <laughs> but I've heard that. Like someone else told me they did breath work. It wasn't like a seven hour class though, but they were like, I had a spiritual experience. Yeah, yeah wow. absolutely. It really does. It it quiets the monkey mind. So all that chatter in your head, when you are, it's literally, you're forcing hyperventilation. Like scientifically, that's what's happening. You're getting yourself into a hyperventilated state. Isn't that bad? It's bad if you overdo it. But in, you know, if you're in a controlled environment um, and you don't excessively breathe like that for hours and hours and hours a day, yeah, it's it's. I was going to ask, how long do you do it for? The way that I was taught and the way I love to teach is 25 minutes of active breathing into a 10-minute meditation, 10 to 15 minutes of meditation. And in that meditation, it is just pure download, download, clarity, third eye open. It's uh, it's profound. Like you've put in a lot of work and then you surrender and you kind of get answers. So it's an incredibly powerful practice, oh especially God. if you set an intention because you never know what your subconscious is going to tell you. Wow. Sarah's really into meditation. So I yeah. feel like you would love this. Yeah, I really would. I really want to do it. Yes, let's do it. What, when you say set an intention, like what what do you mean by that? What well, kind of intentions do people set? One of my breathwork teachers who um, I look up to a lot, I she I've learned from her that my favorite type of breathwork is breathwork for clarity, like breathing before you make a big business decision or clarity of like what should um, what should the next step be in my strategy for X, Y, Z. I love that because you just get instant downloads of the right next step to take. But you can do breath work to release old wounds inner child um, breath work for love to release a, you know negative attachments with your parents to let go of abuse it's wow. it's powerful so it's all about setting the intention right yeah absolutely and then with a guide who knows how to talk you through it and say the right things to your subconscious at the right time for a natural organic unfolding of your own journey and your own story to come to you in a beautiful Way. incredible when you set You're the like, intention I know, I really is, is the intention communicated to you the guide or is it a personal intention that your client is keeping to themselves um i'm all for sharing sharing is caring and also if you are witnessed in saying something about yourself it's powerful words are powerful i do think that words are our magic wand everything we say has meaning has right. depth yeah, share it out loud. I'm just thinking that breathing in general is good before any decision because, you know, it allows you to reset a little bit. Um, I'm someone whose brain is just active, constantly going. So just thinking about, like, maybe I should take a breath and maybe things could, like, calm down a little bit. I don't know. I don't breathe enough. You know what breath work's <laughs> incredibly powerful for? It creativity. Like, if you did a breath work session right before going into the studio, you would just... um. Yeah, just take note let's, of how you'd let's feel. Let's try it. I'm down. Yeah.
or before writing a writing a you know a new stand-up set or a new sketch it's it's an interesting way to prime yourself for downloads i love what do you mean by download mm, that i like from your word. higher self or yeah. from where your subconscious from your subconscious you know it depends on the person um we're robots yeah, we're robots. We feel nothing. If you if you believe in God, a download from God. If you believe in universal life force, if you believe that you are God, then it's from your subconscious. It's from inside. It's now you're talking my language. Yeah, scientifically, you are activating new neural pathways in the brain. So your brain is thinking about things in a way that you don't when you're living, breathing, um, functioning on autopilot in um, you know with alpha brainwave state. So it's really an incredible way to access different parts of the brain. It does change your brainwave states, too. It sounds like it would skyrocket a meditation practice. Like, you know, you practice meditation. You do it every day, or, or, or I don't know how often you do it, but it right. sounds it's a practice, and you get better and better, and you reach yeah. higher levels of, of meditation, right? I mean, I don't do it enough to know, but it sounds like if you did in combination with the breath work you would just be able I to I think it's, it just sounds like another way of manipulating energy and level. and and uh getting your mind to a place where you're able to make sound decisions. Yeah, and I would say that people talk often that breath work is like a hack for meditation. It's like yeah. if you want to really know what it's like to like be in deep meditative state, breath work gets you there faster. That's what I was yeah, that's oh, exactly yeah. what I was yeah, trying to get at. That's what it's I It's like was a short saying. it's like a shortcut, <laughs> but it's a powerful shortcut. It's not like a yeah. bullshit shortcut. It sounds like a powerful way of of doing it, so. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's breathing. It's your breath. You're manipulating your breath. It's fascinating and you can really have an out-of-body experience if we're doing it. We're doing yeah. a sip in Cosmos uh, ex khaki <laughs> retreat. I love yes. that. Yes, we'll do a runway show. We're all just breathing. <laughs> that sounds I hot. I love it. <laughs> so in. That sounds super hot. Now, can you tell <laughs> us? Fashion podcast. Can you please tell us about your crystal that you brought to us today? Yes. Um, Byoc. Hello, audience. Hello. I love the color of the crystal. <laughs> Yo, I what kind Byo'd of? crystal. I thought it was on brand. Fitting, spread the juju from my home to y'all's with this fun little crystal. It is a mix of black tourmaline and clear quartz. And I forget what this one is. Maybe it's feldspar. But it's a powerful crystal. It's um, activating the whole channel because mm. clear quartz is higher chakras, black tourmaline, and this one's the lower chakra. So it's a Full body experience, and I want it to feel grounded and woke with y'all. So listen, I'm, that. I've been totally, I'm, I'm 100% open to everything that's been said so far, but I don't know <laughs> if I'm in. Skeptic. I don't know if I'm a crystal guy. That's okay. totally they fair. Put you don't have to be a crystal in guy. hair products because it like like smooths it. It gives it emits negative ions apparently. Yeah, which is like really good for you. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I don't. I just hair, don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. And I'm open. I'm just like, for me, like, I, I, I don't understand the science behind crystals. Same. Well, they download info. They have information on them, right, Khaki? They do. I'm gonna help Lane out here. Okay. Scientifically, clear quartz crystal is a conductor for electricity. If you have a watch, it has a crystal in there. That's how the watch ticks. So if it can hold electricity, why can't it hold energy from someone that might have held it before? Why can't it hold energy from being underground for millions of years? 
I've never thought of thought of it that way. So, and they do hold like if there information is, too. It is a conductor. It's an I actual so, scientific yeah. conductor. It's like right. that but makes to me that makes sense. I now understand where the energy could filter through the crystal. My but, question is, how do you use them and benefit from them? That was my next question. <laughs> Everyone's on the same wavelength here. Yes. It's because I held a crystal right after you held it, and I got your energy from your brain. <laughs> Her, your question that. transferred. Yeah. The question. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it was... <laughs> I'll answer your question up here, guys. Don't <laughs> well, we were just talking about how hey, they're making microchips I'm not, out of crystals. I'm not, I'm not disrespecting the crystal. I'm not. And I think they're very pretty. They, they are, are very pretty. pretty. That's a huge part of it. But yeah. Yeah. It's just oh, it's one good. thing that I've just I've never like bought into it 100 percent. But I, you know, I never heard anyone say what you said about the conducting of elect, like energy and electricity, because that's true. It is a conductor. So in that scientific way, maybe it could make sense that it could hold a certain energy. I just don't know how to manipulate it. Same. Yeah. I, it's all about intention, y'all. It's life should be fun, right? If a crystal makes us feel good. I personally love them because, yes, I do believe that the crystal carries a certain frequency that could activate different parts of our energy centers. Um, and But it's really more like you see that color, you feel what it's like to hold it, and you focus your mind on it. That's where the power is. I like to hold a crystal when I'm meditating. I like to, um, if I'm doing breath work, I like to put one in a circle, I like to have a grounding crystal underneath my laptop, so hopefully nothing goes wrong. I dig crystals. Not going to lie, I do feel a little more calm holding it. <laughs> I'm not lying. Khaki's <laughs> calmness transferred to you. Like, I don't know if it's the texture. Now he's a believer. <laughs> That's I, all it took. I don't know if it's the texture, if it's... You like the shape. It's a good shape. It's nice. It's well in the hand. It, it's, yeah. it's got a good weight to it, too. <laughs> yeah. I do think that the bigger the crystal, the more powerful the crystal. Um, oh. You just feel it more and it's more mass. So I've, yeah. now it makes sense when I see my friends charging crystals under the sun because they're trying to... Absorb. What does that do? Is that just <laughs> an energy absorption? It clears the energy. Oh, so it's okay. like, you know, like quartz so like crystal is conducting it. electricity. It's like that's stored energy inside by using the sun or honestly even just intention or running water or burying it in dirt under the moon, you ex like give it a clear slate. Got it. Yes. Okay. Um, what was I going to say about that? Now, I have a crystal that's hanging on a string, and I got it. it sounds precarious. <laughs> yeah, this might be dangerous. <laughs> I got it from a crystal shop. and the Is it very sharp? <laughs> it's it, it looks like a it's little drop. It's the same shape as, as that, that okay. but hanging Smaller. and small. So it could fall into your eyeball. Yeah, and just like... <laughs> Lance, gouge like, your eye out but the, the <laughs> thinking crystal... of like a, i'm thinking of like a an icicle no like a really sharp little. icicle i am too it's just like yeah. hanging by like a really flossy string it's little just you like hold it above the hand. toilet if you think hard enough it's gonna start melting <laughs> like and legitimately she's on the toilet and the thing just snaps and pierces her skull oh jeez most oh, injuries no. do happen on the I... toilet I have Was the crystal on the string. I'll show you. But the the crystal shop owner said that it it like people use it like a Ouija board almost. They ask it questions and it moves around in circular motions or back and forth. You tell it goes circular, it's yes or no. It goes back and forth. I've never like I don't know about that, but we were playing with it the other night. Why? 
Um, <laughs> How did that come up? You oh, wanted- oh, because at ghost hunting, yes. um, someone was using a necklace and said you could communicate, and it didn't really work with the necklace. But I was like, oh, I have this crystal. And I swear to God, I was holding it up. I, I think it was feeding off my energy, not like a ghost or something. But I was holding it up really still, and it was moving around. Like, it was in moving a circular. A lot. It was a moving lot. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm. I totally believe. I know. Um, in Reiki, some people love to use a pendulum in Reiki to kind of guide them. The pendulum help you That's make intuitive decisions. Like I have a crystal <laughs> on a string. <laughs> what is this? It's a pendulum that you're using as a decorative art. Okay. Right or yeah, well, it sounds just... decorative to me. <laughs> So that's yeah, but that makes sense. If that's conducting and holding energy, it's it's my, it's transferring from me to the crystal and moving. Now I don't know the like the actual properties of quartz and all these elements, but just to be devil's advocate, why couldn't like uh, this metal table have the same powers as the crystal? It could if you wanted it to. It's just but... the crystal's prettier. Yeah, I mean, I certainly, I think a lot of people and myself are attracted to crystals because they're made of the earth and they're ancient. Right. They're old as fuck. Yeah. And that's pretty darn that cool. Makes, I mean, they're cool. They're definitely cool. Don't, yeah. I, I, yeah, there's no denying that. <laughs> they found a crystal skull somewhere. Do you know about these? No, How I don't. How is that even possible? Sounds like an Indiana no, Jones is, movie. I know, I'm pretty it sure does. It is. They found it. They, <laughs> archaeologists, I don't know. Um, And it's like, it's very precise, very beautiful. It's a huge crystal. They don't know who made it, where it came from, but it's very old. They dated it back. It's very old. A crystal <laughs> a very skull. old crystal skull. Yeah. So it was um circa shaped. very old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just in the shape of circa a skull. before mm-hmm. today. Yeah, Someone circa, shaped. We'd have no idea. <laughs> Someone shaped it in, into a skull. That's Ancient pretty darn people. cool. I don't know. I mean, I have a but huge it's affinity. Very well done for like. Ancient traditions, ancient history, you know, Same. in a time yeah. where things were a little more mysterious, people were a little more connected to the earth and uh, took things like that into account, like took lunar cycles into account, took um, the ebb and flows of energy into account. And they were carving jewelry out of crystals and using them. It's It's been around here for a long time. So I, why not lean into it? And what I wanted to say earlier is I listened to the episode about the um, haunted hotel downtown. Oh yeah, right. And you were talking about <laughs> yeah. how you could feel that place had collected, yes. collected energy. Yes. It's a crystal would work in the same way. If a space can collect energy, it really just depends on. Um, and maybe if a human can collect energy, then a, a rock can as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm very inspired by the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Do you guys know him? No. no. He is um, a figure. Check him out. But he. It really is busting through all of these outdated beliefs about the placebo effect. Like scientists had disregarded the placebo effect for decades being like, oh, this isn't important. Like you're imagining it. But actually there's power in that. The placebo is powerful. We do have the ability to change things with our minds because like when you listen to sound, for example, the reason that you can hear sound is because there is an um, electronic impulse right? You hear sound, an electrical impulse takes place and goes to your brain. All of your thoughts and your emotions are charged frequency. Like your brain working is all little neurons, like firing, you know, electronic conduction, and that leaves a mark. 
You're blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, and I think that's ta- even, placebo even, is tangible. Yeah, yeah. even that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Even a placebo is tangible because there is an effect within yourself. Yeah, Absolutely. and who who is it to say that that shouldn't matter? Right, it matters. It matters. If if even the placebo did it, then it still matters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just changing our you know societal historical negative. Which brings me to Reiki. Yes, to Reiki. Because Reiki is something where a lot of placebo studies have been done, and there's no conclusion yet as to the actual powers of Reiki. But I find it extremely interesting. It's an ancient practice, right? Or is it newer? It's actually relatively new. Oh, really? But it's um, Reiki was discovered in 1922 by this guy in Japan. Wow, so pretty recent. I thought yeah. it was older. That's interesting. It's this guy named Mikayu Usai, if I hope I'm saying it right. And he basically went to a mountain in Japan, fasted like seven days, seven nights, and then boom, like figured out he had access to this energy. And then he taught people and helped heal people using it. But what I believe and what a lot of people believe, there is like an international Reiki, organi- you know, <laughs> headquarters, if you will. Um, it's, it's Reiki is consciousness that we are able to tap into and it is ancient it's been around for a long time but then this guy in you know this lifetime was able to put a name to it and teach it and spread it but even if you believe in jesus for example like jesus had access to this spiritual consciousness and if you are hugging someone and feel a really profound sense of love that's an energy exchange and you know it's Reiki is rooted in the idea of there's a universal life force energy that flows in each and every one of it's us. It's called the chi, right? Yeah. Yep. The key. Exactly. Key? I don't really know. I think it's key. <laughs> but yeah. I, I like saying chi. I don't know. Chi. Yeah. I've heard chi. I, ha- I haven't heard it pronounced. I think e. I think it's pronounced either but way. I but I think one's a Korean pronunciation, yeah. one's yeah. Chinese. And then I, it's, know, yeah. I know Tai Chi is the manipulation of that energy. Mm. And that's, a, that's a Chinese practice, I believe. Not positive, yeah. but and it's the same as prana in like Indian tradition. Oh it's, yeah, prana. It's just based on the concept that there is a specific kind of energy that animates life, and that energy uh, should be free flowing for optimal health. Mm. What do you mean by free flowing? Like that's uh, a, that energy permeates your body, right? Yes, it's inside of you. It's all around you. Um, it makes up your thoughts, your emotions, um, your physical body. Like it animates you and it makes you come alive. And that's not what some people refer to as the soul? Or is that the same kind of energy in essence? I think it's similar, but I think a soul is your unique identifier Mm -hmm. in this life. And I think that the universal life force energy, the prana, the key, that's what connects us all. That's what makes us all one. That's That's what makes us all come from the same explosion in the sky way back when, you know. Mm. And, yeah, it's the idea of it circulating. What Reiki really is about, the idea of Reiki is that Reiki doesn't heal. It promotes healing. When I am healing you, I am merely a channel for directed life force energy so it can increase your circulation. When you have healthy circulation, you are fulfilled, you feel whole, you feel at peace, you um, are healthy, and then when there are blocks in frequency, in energy in your body, maybe at a chakra, maybe at a random place, that's when you might get sick, emotionally sick, mentally sick, physically sick. So that's what the philosophy is based on. When you channel this energy to someone, you're increasing circulation, which then 
promotes self-healing. Interesting. So it's based on circulation? That's my understanding. It's um, like if I were to channel Reiki to you, I am allowing a new force of circulation of life force energy to start to flow and hopefully break up some blocks so that way you are a well-oiled machine. So blocks can, uh, they can be emotional, they can be physical, they can be anything, right? Yeah, anything. Okay. So when... I don't know. Did you did you watch the Gwyneth Paltrow goop thing on Netflix? I did. Okay, so you that was know, great. I loved it. Right? You yeah, know that really episode? Yeah, I I liked. I, I want to do all the stuff that they did on that show. But there's, a, there's like a Reiki episode. Yeah. Right. Or it was energy healing. Though. It was the guy who the was incredible thing? at manipulating energy, and he was like, Oh my gosh! He didn't even touch anyone. It was so amazing. He, yeah. Incredible. That's what I picture when you say Reiki. It's like someone just. Kind of hovering their hands over a certain part of someone, and it, Reiki is an actual physical transfer? touch, though, right? Isn't doesn't no, Reiki you don't need a touch. Physical touch. No. no, I actually prefer to give distant Reiki because the idea, if we're all energy and we're all made up of the same life force energy, why would that be constrained by time or space? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I sent Reiki to this podcast episode before it started, just for good vibes. Oh, <laughs> I felt it. You did? you did. Yeah, it feels good in here. There oh, you go. Good. Well, there you go. I'm just trying to understand, like, what it what is is so is energy flowing from you into the other person when you're doing the transfer, and, and also how how do you learn that? how to do this? You <laughs> get attuned, basically, which means you take a course, which is what I did. I took a Reiki one and two, and then a master course. But honestly, these courses are truly so you can respect the energy. And it just comes back to everything is about intention. Any one of you could channel Reiki if you really tried. But because I've gone through this process of becoming acclimated to the energy, really practicing using it, um, I can, I guess, call upon it with gratitude and respect to come flow um, with the intention to heal and to help. Maybe instead of being a medium, I should be a Reiki yeah, Healer. I recommend I think Reiki is a game changer. I recommend everyone should get certified or learn. Um, it's a it's a beautiful journey. It doesn't think, hurt. Yeah. Reiki doesn't harm. I think obviously the most important thing is that it really does help people. And there are plenty of cases of people that feel like Reiki is it. Like that's the that's the way of healing. Like put science aside and I'm a huge skeptic, but like the most important thing is that it is a really powerful form of therapy for people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if you go to like the official definition of Reiki in Western society is Reiki is a Japanese um, therapeutic technique used to relieve stress, promote relaxation and promote healing. It never says that Reiki is it's going to like miraculously heal you. Right. It's um, it's again, it has to do with intention and what are you willing to feel? I also think it's important to note that every human being is different and communicates with his or her, their surroundings in very different ways. I myself, I'm incredibly sensitive to feeling. I, I'm an empath and I'm sensitive to frequency, very specifically sound frequency. Someone else um, might be incredibly visual Like, I'm not particularly visual, but someone else could see things and see, you know, patterns come to life. Um, Everyone has their own experience with Reiki and everyone channels it differently, which is why I definitely channel Reiki through my voice. Um, And I think that's a huge part of why I'm drawn to this route, because I do feel that in my voice work, I am channeling Reiki. 
And other people channel Reiki mentally. Other people, it's really their hands. It's that healing touch. It just depends right. on the person. But there's I get it, really no. no no. I thought there was one. I thought there was like one definition. Yeah, of what I, Reiki I, was, I think and that's of why, the touch thing, like where it's like. But I understand what Kaki's saying. It makes sense. Like there, there's there shouldn't be a definition to it. And how is it called upon though? Is it a meditative state that you like call upon it and like just like bless the energy and then transfer it or something or yeah i mean um you bless the room you bless yourself you do you clear space a huge part of this is creating the space to allow and to surrender like we're go 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 all the time how often do we just sit and allow ourselves to feel the energy moving through us and so i've practiced 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 as a reiki master now to to allow it to come to me, come through me, be very clear with my intentions and my focus, and then always, always, always invoke it with the utmost respect for its power. I mean, it comes down to universal love. What more is there? Universal love and connection. In the words of Dr. Brian Weiss. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> His work's always, behind always, you, correct? <laughs> literally always has to come back to Brian Weiss. Always. I'm going to have to pick up one of those real. books now. Only love is real. As one of the books. Okay. So maybe I think you would you would like it. Book club and reading. I- <laughs> Sipping Cosmos book club. <laughs> but also like huge disclaimer. These are the practices that have worked for me. Everyone's different. I think everyone should go on a self-discovery journey and healing is different for everyone. Like in my um, sound healing studies, for example, um, heavy metal music is incredibly, incredibly healing if that person listening to it, there's a part of them that is attracted to that frequency and that frequency lives inside them. So if you have a frequency of heavy metal inside of you and you listen to heavy metal, it allows it to be released. There are times when I do feel that frequency and that I want that. Yeah, exactly. And that's healing. That's healing. Like going for your run every day, if you're that kind of person, that's healing. Anything that allows you to come to a sense of wholeness and peace and feel aligned in your mind body soul like that's healing for me it's voice work breath work reiki for y'all it's different now i do have a question about chakras yes i was gonna ask about that as well go on Uh, (laughs) the crystal we transferred yes go ahead i I was just gonna i was gonna (laughs) ask if chakras were involved in this like I, i i just learned what chakras were what were you gonna ask? Yeah, like is is it healing the the chakras? And first of all, what are the chakras? Like I know there's like throat and there's heart and there. It's like what is the concept of a chakra? Do you study that? And are you healing that when you're doing Reiki? Great questions. First off, sorry that was, that was like a lot. No, that was a good question. Though. Really good question. Yeah. Um, because it is. It's all kind of blurred together in this like modern spirituality. But the chakras are energy centers in the body and chakras our knowledge of them did come from the yoga traditions from sanskrit from ancient india it's ancient and it's in a book called the vedas i think or another ancient text it's the vedas i think it's the vedas Yeah. yeah so chakras came to us that way chakras are not involved in the creation of reiki however it's a wonderful tool for us to map out the energy of the body. And I love to work with the chakras in Reiki and in sound healing through like vocal toning. 
it's a it's a great tool to do it. And what's cool with that in modern times, Dr. Joe Dispenza, for example, he doesn't even call them chakras. He calls them energy centers, because even in studies of energy fields of people like we know that we have an electromagnetic field, every single person does have an aura and it comes from the heart. And your electromagnetic field can be felt by other people if you're in proximity to them. And you do have different energy centers at the base of your spine, um, your pineal gland. This part of your body is another energy center. Your throat. These are all energy centers, which are essentially the chakras, but just described in a different way. So chakra itself, it is an energy center in the body and it's a wheel. Chakra means wheel, right, in Sanskrit. And you can imagine it as like a spinning force of energy. And then the idea is that your chakra can either be in excess, as in there's too much energy concentrated there, or it can be deficient. So the goal is to balance your chakras to come back to an equilibrium of, again, mind, body, soul connection, spirit, alignment. And when people talk about their chakras, like they're like, oh, my throat chakra is closed up. Um, it just that the chi, the key, the life force isn't flowing correctly. And yoga and asana is supposed to help with that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's in, it's like... Another way to tap into energy is physical movement and doing yeah. it so intentionally with yoga. It's incredibly powerful. And they have different poses that focus on different parts of the body, which then wake up or neutralize those different energy And I'm centers. really into the physical aspect of yoga and the asana and like the movements. I love like it's one of my favorite things in the entire world. And I hope to one day teach yoga. So I really do need to learn about the philosophy and like the background of the chakras because I am open to that. I feel like it's extremely interesting and it's the whole purpose of yoga. So, yes. yeah, I find that extremely intriguing. On that, it's beautiful because yoga itself means yoke, right? The yoke of life. It's that um, the, the yin and the yang, the balance. It's finding that equilibrium from one extreme to one. It's, yeah, it's just finding balance, the yoke, the rebirth. Right. It's, um, it's, and that's what spirituality is. That's what energy is. It's finding this sense of wholeness in our existence. In my opinion. And connectedness to everyone else and the universe and all that, right? I, mean, I, I dig it. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's how that's how I would characterize my spiritual journey is like literally trying to like figure out our our place, my place in the puzzle piece of, you know, the world and the fact that we all are made of energy is just so interesting. Like energy cannot be destroyed. We're all part of energy. We're all made of the same material. We are all connected, whether you like are spiritual or not. It's it's like scientifically proven. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just our modern society loves to just kind of deny this part of ourselves that I think ancient traditions really embrace. And I think ancient people were way smarter and way more just like grounded in life than we give them credit for, you know, like we just, we have no idea. Well, things I changed a lot that. with like the Renaissance and the industrial revolution, like our entire thinking on this planet completely did a one i mean not one you know what i mean it changed they well, like a like a 95 <laughs> yeah. degree change yeah we use <laughs> so when someone says their chakra back to the chakra because i i still have questions i think when, your chakras need to be balanced because <laughs> there's something wrong someone, when, when someone's chakra is like clogged <laughs> love it <laughs> Clogged and running good. I don't know. My sister 
like my sister loves yoga and so she's always like you know um like like her throat chakra is blocked and so she's not communicating right or something so what causes like a block in your energy so many things it's usually other energy um specifically for example a trauma like um if I had a trauma at seven years old, I tried to speak in front of the class and I was laughed at, there might be a little bit of my throat chakra that's scared to speak. And then if you don't address it, and then really this is how I feel because of sound healing. Um, in the way that I practice and study sound healing, it's you kind of have to, you have to feel the frequency. You can feel it through music, you can feel it through your voice, but you have to feel that frequency, feel your emotion to let it go. So it's mm. kind of like, or if, um, let's say we're in college and I hooked up with that hot guy and then he ghosted me the next day, that could leave a little bit of insecurity in my second chakra around sexuality and not having confidence in my sexuality. Or if you maybe were raised um, by a single parent and like the other parent left when you were young, that could be an issue with your security. And that's an energetic wound that's left in your body. Wow. And that's why healing or, you know, inner work, working on yourself is important because we we recognize this in ourselves and then realize and then decide consciously what kind of person you want to be. And then that's how you move forward. That's your own spiritual journey. That's why I love just kind of like person you working out like Pilates and yoga. Just the feeling afterwards of just being drained. It feels like an energetic recharge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it does. Absolutely. I'm actually just started getting into Pilates. So I totally yes. feel you. <laughs> I yeah. think certain people are more in tuned and like sensitive to that though. Like uh, certain people I hear like oh, I just feel so much better when I exercise or do this or like thing and others don't feel it as much. Yeah, I guess it has right? to do with I your mean, brain your brain chemistry yeah. for it's also sure. Just but... Endorphins. Like if I go for a run, I'm in such a good mood and it's because my endorphins are flowing. Right. It's like Elle Woods, Legally Blonde, happy people don't kill their husbands. Happy people don't kill their husbands. <laughs> they just don't. You just watched that, didn't you? I didn't, I, but that thought is always in my uh, head every time someone talks they, about endorphins. That's what they want you to think, by the way. <laughs> that, every time someone talks about endorphins and working out, I always think of that scene. That's pretty funny. It's funny. You say brain chemistry, but I also think nervous system. Everyone mm. has different um, nervous systems. Everyone has a different... Um, you know, neutral base nervous system that you're operating at. Some people are triggered more by things. Some people, their nervous system responds differently to different things. And that's a huge part of spirituality for me as well, working with your nervous system to change your state so you can access different parts of yourself. Right. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I never really think of my nervous system. I always think of my brain chemistry. Yeah, but they're connected. It's, it's all connected. Definitely connected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My I nervous mean, system's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. Well, isn't anxiety like, brought yeah, on by I, the nervous I have system? Like, Absolutely. So, I have a constant anxiety, just consistently anxious. But I've learned to, like, utilize it for good, for mostly good. You know, I it springs me forward. It's part of my fabric. And what calms you down is yoga, Pilates, and music. I would say those usually have calming effects, mm -hmm. yeah. Like exercising for sure because it, it allows me to just not think so much. Yeah. And I just, it's a way of meditating for me no matter I how agree. hard the physical activity is. Yeah, because exercising makes you kind of think about the movement or whatever you're doing. And for those 
few moments that you are exercising, you're just thinking about the movement of your body and nothing else. My like, brain and yoga, thoughts have nowhere like, to go. Like they have nowhere to go, but if I exercise, at least I'm <laughs> physically doing something and yeah. releasing. Yeah. 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 Same thing with breath work or meditation too. Absolutely. It's forcing you to think about that one thing and not everything else. Or for me, for sure, singing. And for you too, probably. It's like yeah. when you get into that flow state and when you're there, that's when your authenticity, that's when your soul comes forward. Right. That's what I like to say. You saw the Disney movie Soul. Loved. Yeah. Loved. We talk about this every episode. <laughs> you gotta see it. I really do. I have okay. to watch it. was it. so good and like definitely a tearjerker. We have Lane's Disney Plus password. Sean's. Let's watch it. Sean's. My <laughs> oh, brother's. Okay. If you join the You're Patreon, you unit. too can get Lane's <laughs> Disney Plus password. Yes. <laughs> For the low price of three ninety nine, Lane's password to everything is one two three. I am awesome. I am God. <laughs> you joke about that statement like as if like it's like a Kanye what? thing, but I am God. I don't joke about it. I I believe in it. Yeah, I do too. I think everyone's their own God, in my opinion. I do too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I am. I was raised atheist and i only woke up to spirituality in my 20s this idea of believing in something and i truly do believe that every the life force that animates each of us our soul like we are god we are each god mm -hmm. and then god can be external if you want it to be god is internal mm. um it's I'm still getting used to putting a name to it and being comfortable with it. So I'm glad I can express that here and be witnessed in it. That's awesome as someone that was, because you don't hear that often. I was raised atheist in our generation. Usually you have some predisposed thing that your family has and you're grown up in. And then it's up to you to kind of question that and go on like a spiritual journey. But you kind of had like a blank slate and decided like on your own fruition to have this spiritual journey. It's yeah. it's awesome. It's very cool to see. Yeah. It definitely did find me. It's why I mean, I've never felt you two have known me in iterations of my life. I've never felt more aligned or empowered or radiant or in my truth. Yeah, you seem now. so happy. You're very you radiant. Really yes, you are yeah. very radiant. And exuding positive energy. Yeah, I just met you like an hour ago and you treat like you walk in and you just bring such a great energy with you. You, you I'm do. very touched. Yeah. You oh. seem very happy and you like make the people around you happy. Thank you. Now, oh. is a beautiful flowing dress part of your <laughs> is that a requirement to be a Reiki? <laughs> no an requirement. Effortless moo-moo. But actually, this is something I do kind of want to talk about and bring a little um divine femininity to this podcast. So I'm reading a book right now, and it's called Pussy a Reclamation. And it's all about reclaiming your feminine essence, your energy, and leaning into all the juicy, sexy radiance of femininity and kind of having that also be a compass for us as God. And a huge part of the book, which I'm trying to get more into, is really adorning yourself for pleasure, like taking deep pleasure in self-care and what you wear, because why shouldn't we radiate out, radiate out? all the time and really feel our best in every moment. I'm with that. I love this so much. <laughs> what is the book called? It's called Pussy, A Reclamation. And it's all also about, you know, owning the word pussy again. Can I buy it on Amazon? You can. It's a New York Times bestseller. 
I'm I'm <laughs> I'm ordering it tonight. Oh my god. We have the name itself. It, yeah. I know it's very good. Name. I know you're not so, supposed to judge a book by its provocative. cover. Provocative. It gets the God. people this, going. Gets the people going. <laughs> this might be like a stupid <laughs> question, but what is divine femininity? Like, what is femininity? Like, I hear this word all the time. Like, I grew, I always was that person. That was, There's no difference between men and women. We're all the same. We all should be treated equally. Like that was kind of my thing and I was in a sense kind of denying like biological differences between men and women just wanting to be on the same kind of because I was like insecure yes about being female and for a really long time I was like no no there's no difference there's no difference (laughs) we're the same I just happen to have different female genitalia (laughs) I was doing the same thing yeah me too like it's because it's a man's world right now Mm -hmm. fact yeah Yeah. um so it's like what is reclaiming divine femininity i'm not entirely sure of the origin of divine feminine divine masculine but i do know it it does connect with like the yin and yang for example like the uh yang is masculine and the yin is feminine and it's the idea that there are these two um separate and opposite energetic forces at play and then the yang is the masculine it's the sun energy it's go 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 it's drive it's focus it's get things done and then feminine would be more feelings like imagine an ocean wave going in and out against the shore like um it's it's sexuality it's sensuality it's creativity it's feeling connected to the earth it's slowing down it's being it's receiving and these are People believe, myself included, that these are two energetic forces at play. Um, and we just put the name masculine and feminine to it because it's, you know, in our lexicon. But it's that's how you would describe the two different energies. But don't we all men and women have both of those energies? Within yes, us? absolutely. But I would say that in society, especially for women, we've been um, asked to, forced to suppress our femininity. Because think about how many times like you well up with emotion and want to cry, but don't because it's not socially correct. Um, I believe that, you know, if we honor our feminine, we should honor those emotions. And there's nothing wrong with emotion. I Honestly, that's a huge, I feel as though a huge part of my life's work is to normalize emotions again. Because <laughs> it's it's been, it's almost taboo to say that you have emotions, to feel emotions, to lean into emotions, to let them overcome you and take you away. And it's a healthy thing. Emotions are healthy. And um, so divine feminine is essentially this idea of reclaiming a feminine essence, a feminine, a feminine nature to, um, again, it all comes back to creating balance. For men and women. For men and women, yeah, absolutely. I think men, like, you know, really get the brunt of that with the don't the be emotional, don't yeah. show yeah. your feminine side. Yeah. Absolutely. And then there's, you know, like shadow sides to each as well. Like a shadow side of the feminine would be, um, you know, too lazy. Like, you you know, you need more, you know, you need more masculine to energize yourselves. Everyone needs a balance of both. If you the the shadow of the overly masculine would be, you know, um, being cruel or like unable to, um, you know, slow down, unable to take a big picture, um, unable to feel connected. It's. Yeah, it's all balance. Mm. I think women as well can be punished sometimes for not being as emotional. 
Like I think sometimes it's expected of us. And then if you're not super emotional or if you're not, you don't fall into the typical expectation of what it is to be feminine, then it's like, oh, there's something wrong with you. And you're a bitch. Yeah. Like if you don't want to have kids, if you, you know, aren't emotional, we're in a place where everyone else is emotional. If men are getting emotional and you're not, it's like, what's wrong with you? You're cold hearted, Mm. you know? That's such a good point, too. It's again, it's it's people putting expectations on other people because yeah. of the way that we've been conditioned. Yeah. Um, a huge part of for me, I call it spirituality or just rediscovering yourself or becoming comfortable in your own skin. A lot of it is unlearning conditioning and making decisions for yourself. Like yeah. someone else might be saying, why isn't she feminine enough? But in the end, it's you in your body and you need to feel whole and balanced it comes no back matter to who being you your own god exactly yeah you know making your own decisions being as feminine or masculine as you want to yeah i'm like a mix anyone who knows me is that knows that tiktok is blowing up right now everybody's agreeing with everything that we're saying yeah. hey. wow I mean, Thanks, khaki, TikTok. khaki was going off before this girl khaki's said, going <laughs> off baby facts <laughs> but yeah it's like just being yourself you know yeah exactly there and shouldn't again, be any like, labels masculine feminine these are just labels because that's all that we know how to label it as but you know it could be called um sunshine and rain um, rain yeah exactly (laughs) what is your stance on drugs that alter your state of mind and can people say they have spiritual experiences on is that part of a spiritual journey or is that do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, I'm like pro drugs. <laughs> like yeah. it's I think I mean it you know it everyone's different, everyone's on their own journey. I've done drugs and I like drugs. Um I used to smoke a lot of pot. Me too. Like a lot of pot. But then it comes back down to like what's your intention for using it? And I know that I myself am on a health kick trying to use less drugs, but that's really more because um, I feel I really want to let inner khaki out more. And in order to become really, really comfortable with her really running the show, um, I find that I can access her better sober. But that being said, I've had amazing out-of-body experiences in other situations. I know people that use marijuana to deepen their yoga practice in a way that like they can't even explain. It just gets you so much more in tune with your body. It re- it just comes back down to balance. Everything in excess can be dangerous. Um, everything in balance is good for you and healthy. Like I even I used this example with sound, for example. Too much sound, too much music is a bad thing. Music only has power in contrast to silence. Mm, that's beautiful. Very true. That's interesting. Yeah. Or yeah. even like with the um, you know, in Cuba when they were. Someone was poisoning American diplomats by high-frequency sound waves. Like, that's too high, you know, that's poison. Like, that's using sound as poison. Or um, Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> you never heard of this? No. <laughs> using sound either. as a weapon of... Someone, yeah, yeah, weapon of destruction. What yeah. happened to them? They got sick. From the sound there's waves. A, there, yeah. there are From frequencies. Sound? There are frequencies that Sorry, you can I blast. <laughs> there are frequencies that you can blast into the air. Like into an area that's a, that's that can physically harm someone. It's a weapon. Can you hear it? Like you actually, it like hear messes it? up your brain. 
But Whoa. is it something that you can hear, or is it you think they're I'm silent? not positive it that you can hear it, but what you know what hurts it's at. If it's yeah. over, tw- uh, you know, twenty thousand hertz, you can't hear it. Yeah. What do you mean by sick? Like, like his brain just didn't function anymore. Or? Hearing loss, memory loss, and nausea. Wow. Se- speculation is centered around a sonic weapon. With some researchers pointing to infrasound as a possible cause. That's bizarre. It's incredibly bizarre. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty messed up. I mean, it took them like a year to even figure this all out. Like, why are all these people like getting like getting really sick and like losing their minds? Yeah. Wow. Getting nauseous. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Balance balances everything. I think a great example. That is the major takeaway from this, you guys, is balance. Literally, I love that as just a rule of thumb is is balance. Yeah. I mean, that's really just the one word. I love the word harmony. Obviously, I call myself a harmonic healer, but it's just another word for balance. When people say, you know, mind, body, soul, that's another way to describe balance. We're all just seeking balance. We're only, you know, if we, I believe that when in my human existence, you know, I'll always stray one way or the other. But in the end, I'm seeking balance because that's when I feel whole. You know, nothing's off limits. Nothing's restricted. There's no shame. It's just balance. Couldn't have said it better myself. You definitely couldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to add anything? Is there anything else that you want to touch on? Talk about any questions for us. I want to know about y'all's, I guess, where you are in spirituality. But if that's a trigger word, like where you are <laughs> on your um, self-discovery or your growth. Also, all of us are at a pivotal age where I think, you know, we are transitioning from, um, you know, boy to man or, you know, like <laughs> girl to woman. Um, you know, people into astrology call it a Saturn return, you know. Uh, but I'm just curious, like, where do you guys feel you're at maybe get a little vulnerable about this stuff Ashley why don't you I mean I think (laughs) I think we all you know Sipping Cosmos viewers will know that (laughs) 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 I'm very much on a spiritual journey and I I applaud you for saying trigger though because the word spiritual and spirituality turns people off in a way right off the bat like they don't want to admit that they're seeking something that's not concrete or like scientific or like, you know, whatever you want to call it in our modern society. So it it's like, so that is, and it, it turns people off. Yeah. But, um, having said that, yeah, I went through an atheist phase, agnostic phase, all of the phases, <laughs> you know, until I really had to take a look at life, you know, going through losses like people close to you, you know, you're like, what is the meaning of life? Like, and and it's it's hard to come up with an answer, <laughs> <You're> like, right? <sighs> so there's either literally nothing, no rhyme or reason, like nothing matters, or there's something bigger, there's something larger. I'm part of a larger network of life and the universe. So that kind of led my trajectory of of just seeking what else is out there. And through, you know, I, I hate to say it, but Dr. Brian Weiss. I mean, <laughs> Dr. Brian sponsors this podcast. This podcast no, is brought to you by Dr. Brian Weiss. Dr. Brian no, I'm, Weiss. I'm just kidding. But 
But you're not kidding. <laughs> I am. I've always been into like, you know, mediums and 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 like just paranormal stuff for fun. But then, you know, reading stuff about hypnotherapy, past life regression stuff, um, you know, his work with regressing a lot of people back to other lives and the concept of reincarnation um, really speaks to me and makes sense on some level that I can't really explain, just internally makes sense to me. I actually do see a hypnotherapist so i'm very wow. you do i do and i'm also very i believe in um you know reincarnation i mean yeah i totally get it and there is a reason it's because you know you believe that energy isn't created or destroyed mm-hmm. so it makes perfect sense to me thank you for that sharing. it would get recycled yeah. into other incarnations we don't live forever we only live what a hundred years if we're lucky cycles and so, you know, I mean, the movie Soul really just sums it up yeah. beautifully. <laughs> Soul is, I mean, you can't argue. Everything they say is accurate. 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's proven. Facts. Brian, Dr. Brian Weiss. Dr. Brian so. Rice wrote the screenplay. <laughs> so. I, I bet he approves the He's, genius. He actually voices all the characters, too. <laughs> Would you guys like to touch on, on yes, spiritual yeah. training? For me, it's not such an, ex- like, for me, spirituality isn't something where I'm looking externally. It's really just an internal thing. And a lot of it has to do with my fluctuating mental illness. It's like, I guess ever since my brain started changing and like my illness started developing more and it's constantly changing. Like I've had this sense of spirituality that I don't think could be reached otherwise. I feel energy differently. I am able to conquer things, which brings me to levels that I thought I could never achieve, and they're just internal levels. So as my brain develops, I understand more and more about what I personally can accomplish. And for me, that's like the most spiritually satisfying thing. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Snaps for Lane. Snaps for Lane. Sarah? Um... I don't well I wasn't really my my grandparents my father's parents are very or were very old school Italian um but they weren't religious at all they both lived through the great depression so I guess they came from these super old school religious Italian families um you know Roman Catholic and they both like completely just like denounced that very young like both in their 20s I guess and um, they ended up, I guess, when they had my dad, they found this church called the Unitarian Church, which I don't know if you guys have heard of, but it's it's really cool. It's just very like you can believe whatever you want to believe, like just come to church every week. Like we're going to talk about, you know, what's going on in the news, any current events and like spiritual stuff as well and our journey here in life. And they have a bunch of organizations, too. They have, like, a women's organization, all this stuff to, like, make a difference in the world. So we kind of, my brother and I were raised Catholic because my mom, it was important to her. Um, But it wasn't something that was really instilled in us by any means. Um, But we would always go to my grandparents' church, and we were part of that. And I just, I, I love that whole philosophy 
And it's it's a very special place. It's very nice and welcoming going there and just knowing that, like, no matter what you believe, you're accepted here. Like, it's all welcome. And, um, you know, I always thought of, you know, my grandpa, my grandfather said till the day he died, like, when you're dead, you're dead. There's, no, there's nothing after light. Like, OK, all right. My grandmother was a little more lenient, but they weren't religious at all. So I was surprised recently I found out that my dad, like, prays. I was like, well, like, he wasn't raised with any religion. They went to the Unitarian Church and he was like, yeah, you know, he's very spiritual. And I tried it recently for the first time since I was like a very little girl. And it, it does feel very powerful. It's very almost like you're bringing something to fruition, to life, you know? isn't It's a you meditation. Are. It's a manifestation. Yeah. And energetically. Yeah. Praying is setting an intention. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's having gratitude. It's... um. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. It's like we were saying before, it's it's just kind of inside of you. And I've been feeling lately. This is going to sound so like anti religion and believing in God, but I've just kind of really fully understood how small we all are and how much I don't matter to the greater of the world, which sounds so depressing. But at the same time, it's so freeing and liberating because it's like I can do whatever I want to do and I don't have to worry about all of that because I'm just gonna go on my path and no one else is thinking about me I can just worry about me and help whoever I want to help and there's just something it gives it gives me like a great confidence for lack of a better way of explaining it Whenever I get really nervous about, like, let's say there's a stand-up show or something, I just think literally in, like, 70 years, this, like, not <laughs> even, like, literally next week it'll yeah. be, like, this never happened. You don't think yeah, of like, everyone in their underwear? Like, literally, like, <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't It doesn't matter. matter. And I've, I've realized and more than ever. And anyone that has an opinion about it today, they don't matter. They don't matter. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I've just realized more <laughs> than ever. Yeah. yeah. True, but it's like, you. the world doesn't revolve around me. And if I meet someone and I don't vibe with them and I don't like them, it doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means that my vibe and my energies, what's ever going on with me, doesn't vibe with them. And like, they're probably great. They, they, they got all this stuff going on for them. And it's not that I don't like them and they're bad. It's just like our energies don't go together for whatever reason we don't click. And like, that's that's just it. It doesn't have to be all... The universe just does not center around us, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yes. And to kind of ch- tie together what you both said, it's like, yeah, there's the uh, nihilistic, like, oh, literally nothing matters. Why believe in anything? But then it's also, well, it is empowering. If we don't matter, then yeah. why not make our own existence this, in this body the best yes, it can be for ourselves? This is the blessing of being alive and having freedom to do whatever you want to do. There's such like I've been feeling such self-actualization lately just from that. Just truly like, oh, my God, I have the whole world to do whatever. And they don't. Well, in my case, I learned this late, you know, I cared a lot, a 
whole lot about what other people thought about me for a very long time. Like it was, you know, it would make or break me, make or break my future. And it, it is freeing. It's really freeing. Yeah. And it's like when you're 90 years old and your grandkids ask you why you didn't do something, it's like, well, I was worried about what the other humans that were alive at the time would think. Like, what a waste. What a waste. It's so silly to me. It's so hard to get out of that headspace, though, because it, it is really real, the weight that's put on us. Absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you got to let go of that. And as soon as you do, there's such a And I'm not sure if you want to if you want to change the world, but the people that do change the world are the ones that don't give a fuck and inspire other people to not give a fuck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Dr. Brian Weiss. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't he didn't give a fuck that everyone was going <laughs> to call him think, a quack. I think that's denounce a, his... it's not exactly what I was going for, but <laughs> No, but I I agree. Denounce I agree. his, you know, degrees like, and yeah. and all of, all of his what is the word? Accolades? I don't know. Accolades is a good word, yeah. But speaking to what you said, though, like, it, I get slightly bothered when people lump religion into spirituality and having, like, a spiritual journey yeah. because they're totally different, in my, in my opinion. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, like, I, again, I think, yeah, you're labeled like, oh, are you religious or are you like, you know, defending that specific religion or, you know, you're you're thought of to be, you know, what's the world narrow minded if you're, you know, going to like be religious or something. But it, it's also like and, and not to put down anyone that is religious, you know, whatever works for you works for you and your life and your journey and whatever. But it's like. Um, you can have a spiritual journey, I think, without subscribing to kind of the just traditional religious texts and, and teachings and, and all that and try to see a bigger picture even outside of that. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. sure. In a lot of ways, I'm not, I'm not expressing myself that no, well yeah, right now. Saying. But totally are. You're yeah. saying religion's not necessary to be spiritual right right yeah. i would actually say religion is a man-made medium device for in order to have people in communities experience spirituality mm. interesting but it, it, also al it also can confine control. people yeah yeah right. it can confine but people that's, but that's, that's part exact, of why yeah. i was so surprised to hear that my dad prays every night was like wait but you weren't raised with any type there was no god in their house you know what i mean mm. it, it was not I cross my fingers, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. afraid, I'm not afraid to like, and I wouldn't call it praying, but I, I hope for things. Right. I mean, my dad also has very severe OCD like I do. So he does a lot of like, like, like taps everything three times and he's one of those. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I just, I was surprised because he wasn't traditionally raised with any religion, but he, it's just truly, he was doing it for himself and it's his own relationship that he's formed mm -hmm. with. Yeah, on God. his own self. No one made him. No one yeah. told him to believe in this. In or... fact, he was told the opposite growing up, yeah. you know, similar to your experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my dad was raised Catholic until he was 14 and decided to go to the pool hall instead of church, and his parents just let him. And then my mom uh, was raised in Thailand, Buddhist, and went to a Catholic school. So she would come home from school and be like, Oh, we learned about um Saint Joseph today. And then my grandma would be like, Okay, put him on the shelf with all the other gods. You know, it was just a very That's cool. um religion and spirituality. like we never talked once about spirituality growing up. But yeah, raised atheist and then 
it's just religion is there and there are figures. But um, I mean, developing my own spirituality has been the most one of the most rewarding things I've ever experienced. And I hope to continue to deepen. It's a never ending journey, never ending. Mm. And like, you know, I position myself as an authority, but I'm still learning like on the inside. I'm still just a little kid trying to figure out life and learn more about myself every single day and still overcome conditioning and limiting beliefs. It's never ends. I have a question for you Mm -hmm. because I know a lot of young parents who once their kids get to like three or four, they start looking at like different churches and stuff. And they're like, well, we want to raise the kids something, you know, they want to bring them up in some kind of um, church or uh, school. Uh, Do you feel like you missed out on anything or is it more like you were kind of given this whole like it's all there if you need it and then it's on you to go discover it all? Mm, Good question. Um, Sometimes I do feel like I missed out on things because I think that one of the most one of the most magical things about religion, any religion, is that it builds community and community is sacred like having a tribe having people that you can connect to relate to people to share love with like that's powerful and a huge pillar of the human experience so I really admire how religion brings people together in that way I grew up um, in DC in the suburbs of DC there's a lot of Jewish people I used to wish I was Jewish because they had such amazing community and you know getting together every Friday and I loved bat and bar mitzvahs uh, like I loved I loved you should have came to my town I was, I was the only Jew in my town <laughs> really oh my god yeah see everyone's so different but um, I was the only one without a community in my town <laughs> <laughs> it almost yeah. becomes like cultural. Yeah, it it's is. a cultural community. I love the I love the cultural aspect of religion. Uh, in ways I do feel I missed sure. out, but I am at the point where um I don't believe in regrets. I do believe things happen for a reason. I wouldn't be exactly who I am on this path if I hadn't been raised an atheist and mm-hmm. discovered crystals and reiki and breathwork and singing for healing all on my own yeah it was kind of like you were a little kid and the world was your playground and you just kind of but you also said that you used to care what people thought totally when when did that switch i still care about what people think but it's it's a practice it's um like you know, I right. let's like let's say less than a year ago, I was too scared to post a video on Instagram of myself speaking to the camera. Like I used to, and also I have a lot of um, trauma from going to journalism school and being a journalist, where your identity is meant to be invisible. Like you're supposed to be a fly on the wall, and if anyone knows anything about your personal life, like you are being unethical. So I had to unlearn a lot of that conditioning. Um, in college, you know, I did. I went to an all-girls school. I spent a lot of time trying to impress boys before I, you know, found my partner. And um, I cared a lot about what boys thought about me. I cared a lot about what people think about my body, like my face, my the way I act. Do I drink enough? Am I cool enough? All of this, I cared about. And then only through little by little showing more of myself mm-hmm. publicly, honestly. I have a lot to thank to Instagram. It's been a beautiful tool for me to practice self-expression. And then me sitting here now with all of you wonderful folks talking openly about crystals and spirituality and, you know, life and death and God and pussy. Like, this is all me mm-hmm. working on reclaiming my authenticity. And you're and amazing. At, but you're also episode. amazing at speaking. You're amazing. Life and at, death and God. You're amazing at uh, <laughs> at telling your truth. 
Well, thanks, Ben. Which is important, like, in the journey that you're going on. Yeah, very much. And you're very good at it. So, I mean, I think it's natural that you're on this path. I will say that when you asked me to to pick a song for you to perform, one, one time you texted me. It was over quarantine. You're like, pick a song, any song. I was like, wow, what is this going to be about? <laughs> and I picked my favorite song, Everlong, by Foo Fighters. And Khaki, like, maybe like a day later, sent me her cover of the song. Yeah. And it was one of the most beautiful things I'd ever heard in my entire life. Aww. Like, I got chills listening to it because it was made with intention. I felt like you were working on yourself, but also it was like a gift to me. And I, I'll always cherish it. I thought it was so beautiful. Thank you, Lane. And also just thank you for being, you know, being there for me, allowing me to play and share with you. And, you know, I, I did want to give you a gift and I, I it means a lot to me that you saw it that way. For sure. I'm going to cry. I'm emotional <laughs> too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you loved that. You were like, Kaki made me my own cover. Like, it's my favorite song. He really loved that and appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate I'm glad. It. But I mean, like that, even that, like, I'll never forget that because that was a huge step of me. Like, I didn't even know that was before any of this, any of me, what I'm doing now. That was me. That was me on my spiritual journey. I felt it. That's myself. what I, I knew that I knew that's what was happening. And that's why I appreciated it even more is that it had that extra layer of like, wow, she's really developing her path. And I felt it through the music. It was so it was so awesome. I'm going to listen to that when I get home. It's in the bottom of my voice memos. Now, yeah. But, yeah. Listen yeah. to it. I'm going to listen to it, too. I want to hear it. <laughs> Love you, too. <laughs> it's not like the original. <laughs> I don't even know the it's original. It's beautiful, so. though. It's beautiful. Like, it's just like it's it's real. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, I am a I'm a nostalgic gal like. I love little pieces of time capsules that will remind us of who we once were because who we once were propels who we are now and who we're going to be. It's, it's, um, it's powerful. It makes me emotional and I honor that emotion because it, it makes us human. For sure. Beautiful. Beautifully said. Look, Khaki, <laughs> we could talk here all night with you. I know. You. <laughs> I know. But for once, I literally have to cut it off. <laughs> uh. Kaki, thank you so much for being here today. We thank loved you, having Kaki. you. Yeah, we can't wait. To, we can't wait to have you back. Yeah, seriously. I was just thinking like, that. Like, this I wasn't enough. We're gonna have to I do know. a part two at some point because yeah. this was a great conversation. Oh my gosh, my absolute joy, pleasure. I love you all. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you thank for being you. here. We love you. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening, watching, commenting, liking, all of the above. Subscribing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Lane. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you next time. This has been Sippin' Cosmos. We love you. Cue the music. <laughs>